0: you're listening to Stu the Wine Guru on blogtalkradio.com I think you already knew that already, right? Yeah. Cheers. In a world where there are many wine experts and know-it-alls, there's only one Stew the Wine Guru. And he'll be right back.
1: That's why. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's. Sure. Sure. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, if I get in Monica, I yeah, go look for yeah. you. Evo. Evo? Hi. Stu, this is Ken Morris. Stu? Hello. Ken, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Ken? Yeah, just yeah, can you hear me?
0: Oh now I can. I don't I don't know what happened. I've no idea. That's the first time that's ever happened on my show. There's a the first for everything. Yeah, I was I was uh just waiting for Evo to come on the line. Well
1: he he called and he never could get anyone to pick up. It said he's hold a
0: Okay, so so I think that was what the problem was. I kept saying I, I'm I, I could hear him, but he couldn't hear me.
1: Oh,
0: oh, so I, th- that was what the problem was. That's why I kept saying, okay, I, I think <laughs> I have Evo here. Can, can you have Evo? Can you have Evo call back in? Because we're good. We're yeah, give me.
1: Uh, is there a way to to get around? The, it took like five minutes for it to, to pick up. Is there a way to get around that?
0: And I can. Well, no, in this, I'll, it'll pick up a lot quicker than that because I'll know he's there. If he wants to call in, he can call in right now. We, we can do this.
1: Okay. Well, like I said, he he called, and I just called, and it took five minutes. So call the same number.
0: Yeah, and 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 it, it won't take any time because w- there was a technical difficulty, which we're right now, you know, fine with. I don't know what happened, okay. but so if you okay. would just uh, just have him call right now, and we'll he, he's on the he'll be on in about three seconds.
1: Okay. Well, let me. He's down at the crush pad right now, so let me go find him again. So.
0: No problem. In the meantime, okay. I, I'm just gonna be I'll be talking about Gergich until he comes on. <laughs>
1: Okay, all right. Hey, thanks again. All
0: right. I'll wait for the call. For the
1: call.
0: Okay. All right, so let's just say it happens. <laughs> it's not expected, but it's radio and it's live, guys. So what I'm going to do is just kind of give you a little background on Gurgic, as well as, uh, you know, and, and Evo will be here momentarily. Uh, sorry, everyone, for that technical difficulty. Don't know what it was. Don't understand why it happened, but uh, needless to say. I've, you know, figured out the problem and we got it all together here. Uh, just like I said, as you know about Gergich Hills, they are uh biodynamic and organic winemaker that have been doing it for, since the beginning, uh, as far as biodynamic and organic. They're the ones who spearheaded that whole thing, Mike, Mike Gurgach originally. Um, and, you know, he is inducted into the Vintner Hall of Fame back in March of 2008. Uh, in honor of his many contributions to the wine industry, um, you know while you know pretty much the other Napa wineries were trying to pursue strategies of expansion, Mike was along with his daughter, Violet and his nephew, of course Evo, who's going to be on momentarily, uh, they preferred to stay small, so their aim was to create a unique kind of artistic Artisanal, um, you know, wines that are biodynamic and organic and are outstanding and have been recognized the world throughout uh, for everything he's done and how incredible their wines. I've been lucky enough to travel to uh, to Napa and I've been to Gregory Hills and I've been through the vineyard and I've been through the winery and I have to say and of course tasted the wines and. I have to say I'm a tremendous fan. There are very few uh, biodynamic or organic wines that I have found out there that offer uh, incredible taste um, without sacrificing something when they're making that. I mean, there are plenty that are out there that are good. And I don't want to give the misconception that, there are, that biodynamic or organic means you, know, you lose something in the taste, nothing of the sort. But there are a few people that, are, that make wines that transcend organic and biodynamic, meaning that um, their wines stand by themselves as being phenomenal regardless of whether they're uh, biodynamic or not. Uh, Chills is one of them, and they are just incredible wines. Um, if you get a chance to go to Napa and you get a chance to check it out, I, I highly suggest that you do it because what you'll do and what you'll find is it's pretty amazing. So I think we're going to have Evo on right now. We've you know, finished working out the technical difficulties and here we go.
1: Evo. Hello, how are
0: you? Hey, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. I don't know what happened. That's a first for me on my show, uh, but I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you're here and you're live with us and we'll make up for the time that we lost and we'll uh, get right to it. I want to first thank you uh for for being on my show and uh and making such great wine that's first and foremost um yes uh i'm I'm thanking you for the wine industry and the consumer alike (laughs) thank you um yes so let me start off so you you're born in croatia to a family of great growers and you're growing up and you assisted in winemaking in the family right why engineering what, you know, what what made you go into or think to go into engineering why why go that route when you you know you have a perfectly uh a tailored industry and business to go into
1: Well I was born and raised in Croatia, and my father had a small vineyard and vegetable garden. We grew everything for ourselves we had chickens and stuff uh, barely. Bought, never bought anything. Uh, uh, we live literally off the land. Yes. And I just happened to love sports. Uh, I played uh, soccer, basketball, and that was my passion, not agriculture. So agriculture was punishment then. <laughs> and uh, then when I got to be eighteen, I went to uh, study to University of Zagreb and obtained a degree in engineering. So I never thought that I would be in agriculture. Uh, as right. I said, it was punishment. Then. Uh, I always wanted to come to California, and my best bet was my uncle, Mike Grigich, uh, who brought yes. me here in 86.
0: And I, I want to let you know, I let my listeners know, of course, that your uncle is Mike Grigich, of course, founder of Grigich Hills and was a wine pioneer. So what was that like? You're coming to Napa Valley from Croatia, right? Mm-hmm. And you're working for him, because, but he doesn't give just hand you a cushy position, does he?
1: No, and uh, coming here, uh, I had no idea that uh, I would uh, uh, be winemaker. Uh, I thought I would uh, hang around, uh, learn English, uh, and become engineer. But Mike somehow tricked me, took me to find a few dinners with winemaker, and I realized uh, that uh, 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 this is really a great business. Uh, you meet lots of people. You uh, appreciate wine. It's yeah. a artsy thing, and uh, I, I started the... Uh, Uh, to get hot for it, but before we get to where I am today, uh, my uncle uh, gave me a job. It took uh, only two months those days. It was easy to get work in visa, and he promptly put me in the cellar, uh, $7 per hour, washing floors and barrels, Uh, and uh, that's uh, how he is. I had Marcus Engineering, and he didn't care. It's the only (laughs) right way to to, uh, learn everything. That's how right. I uh, – those are, those are my humble beginnings.
0: Yes. Well, now, and, and let me just take it a little step further. So you start taking enology courses at UC Davis, famous, famous school. Big, a lot of people come out of that, right? Yeah. And correct, the professors – I, I, I'm going I'm to set this up for you. The professors must have been referencing your uncle's work regularly, like almost every day. Uh, what was, that, was that a bit strange? I mean, did that, you know, here you are working for him. Now, again, at that time, you know, you, you know what I mean? I mean, you have an inside kind of track as to the winemaking process from Mike Gergich, the man, you know, who, again, at that time was definitely a pioneer, still a pioneer. Um, so what's that like? You're going to UC Davis, and they're talking about uh, referencing, and Mike Gergich, who had put together the idea of biodynamic and organic wine. I mean, it must have been strange.
1: At, uh, at that time, uh, let's say... Uh, uh, we didn't do bionomics and not even organics we were more or less sustainable so that wasn't the talk at that time but uh, yes uh, everybody knew mike and uh, the winery had a high reputation those days uh, there was many many uh, much less wineries than today there's over 500 wineries in napa today Uh, so um, everybody was familiar with our brand and uh, mike's achievements and uh, I didn't really take too many courses. Uh, uh, I like to, even when I studied in Croatia, uh, I like to l- uh, learn from books. So I learned from mostly reading books, uh, working with Mike, talking to other winemakers. Uh, uh, lots of winemaking and growing grapes is observation. And uh, uh, even from books, it's uh, hard to really uh, gain that knowledge. Uh, I believe that... Uh, Fifty percent of making wine is science, and fifty percent art. So, uh, art you have to learn on on your experience. And, uh, so interesting. Great I like that. Tutor. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: I like that analogy. That's for, uh, that, that, that's a very interesting analogy, and that's the yeah. first time I've ever heard that from a winemaker. Great. I like yeah. that. Um, okay. So, explain to my listeners, for those who are uninitiated, uh, I have just so you know, Evo. I have listeners worldwide. So these are people from every walk of the business mm-hmm.
1: as well as
0: from every walk of uh, wine enthusiast levels, uh, from the person who's uninitiated to somebody who, you know, who might be a sommelier somewhere. So if you would, just briefly give them, you know, the differences between biodynamic wines and farming and conventionally produced wines.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Biodynamic. Uh, first, the big difference is uh, we do not use any chemicals in the vineyards. Therefore, no synthetic fertilizers, no herbicides, uh, no synthetic pesticides, no synthetic uh, or so-called systemic fungicides. So uh, we are relying on, uh, let's say, for mildew, sulfur dust and stylet oil, mineral oil that uh, basically is it's harmless to humans and, and animals unless you are mildew. Right. Uh, then, uh, then uh, uh, instead of uh, synthetic fertilizers, we uh, make uh, compost uh, uh, close to 2,000 um, tons a year. What is compost? We get uh, cow manure from uh, uh, Sonoma uh, Organic Dairy and mix it with our straw. Uh, 11 months after, you have you have compost that we apply after harvest. Right. So okay. these are basics, and then then you go. That will be similar to organic, and then you, we go a step further. Uh, there, we use so-called homeopathic preparations. That Rudolf Steiner, uh, who uh, put all this together in twenties, German philosopher and scientist, who initiated biodynamic farming, uh, uh, he established this. And so we are following this, uh, making these homeopathic preparations. Uh, the homeopathic meaning: we use them in minute quantities, but we they, right. they, they are dealing with energies. When you look at uh, the term bio dynamic bios life dynamic energies so we are dealing with energies which is obviously disputed today and uh, it's uh hard to prove all these energies uh, especially what we call cosmic energies and Mm -hmm. then another uh uh, another difference between us and organic or or conventional is that we believe that uh, earth uh, is not just isolated planet it's a part of big cosmos and it's influenced by cosmos, and especially as far as agriculture is concerned, moon. So in old days, 100, days, 100 years ago, you read Farmer's Almanac, uh, they had intimate knowledge, uh, cycles of moon, how you use it to your advantage. So today we do the same. Uh, we, we farm in, in the cycle of moon, and uh, you can do it without it, but uh, we believe that you have better success if you, if you go with it. So that's right. kind of short uh, yeah, no, that's the a- difference between these three systems.
0: Okay, so this is something that I always wanted to ask, and you would probably be the best person to ask this question. I've had a lot of winemakers kind of say this offhandedly to me, but maybe you can shed some light, all right? Mm-hmm. The movie Bottle Shock, the main yes. plot is about the 76 Paris tasting, and the mm-hmm. French judges had chosen Mike Chardonnay that he made for Chateau Montalena. Okay.
1: Yeah, yes. This
0: put Napa on the world-wide map. Everybody knows that. So, mm-hmm. having said that, how come there's no mention of Mike Gurgitch or a character like him in the movie? They, like, rewrote history.
1: Uh, there's a simple explanation. When uh, uh, the, they wrote a screenplay and submitted it uh, to Mike to read it, uh, and he was supposed to sign it. Unless you sign, you, don't, uh, you cannot be mentioned in the movie. Mike right. refused to sign because uh, it was only half true. Uh, there was no bottle shock. That was all fiction, Hollywood fiction. Uh, he right. would not sign something that was true. And he has all proofs. Uh, this same wine, uh, not before Paris Tasting won uh, uh, a competition in San Diego, it was perfectly fine. Uh, and uh, so Mike did not want to sign uh, his name on something that was uh, dishonest. So he I refused, think. and once he did not sign, they completely omitted him from the movie. The guy... Change, over yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, they changed the story. Okay. So I yeah. have some tweeted questions for you from Twitter, uh-huh. uh, a bunch of them. And uh, let me just go through a few. Wine uh, Portfolio from New York. And by the way, uh, that uh, that's a great show, by the way. If you ever get a chance, it's an actual TV show. Uh, uh-huh. that if you get a chance, to, I don't know if you've heard of it, but if you get a chance to check it out, just look it up. Uh, great okay. show. So Wine Portfolio from New York says, "Do you still have the 2007 Chardonnay, Napa Valley, in stock? We love it." That's one question from Wine Portfolio.
1: We we do. We are just about to lease 2008, but we never uh, sell anything out. We have so-called library selections because all our wines, even Chardonnay, can age gracefully. So we always have some behind.
0: Okay, so there you go. That's one from Wine Portfolio. I have two more from Wine Portfolio as well. The, the next two questions. Here's the next one. Given the extremes in California weather this year, what's your harvest like?
1: Uh, it's uh, overall uh, uh, superb quality. We had unusually uh, cool uh, weather, spring and summer, and then we had this uh, huge heat spike, uh, August 25th, 5th, and we lost some some grapes due to sunburn. But uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's more like crop loss, not quality loss. Uh, we are harvesting uh, uh, big time now because we had just a string of uh, 100 degree uh, days last five days. Uh, uh, we are. Seeing uh, incredible aromatics in whites, uh, we are harvesting Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay. Incredible acidity. Uh, fully ripe Sauvignon Blanc uh, came with over 10 grams. I've never seen it in my 26 years here. So there is a, when every time you see that good balance of sugar and acidity in whites, you automatically see aromas, and so we are very uh, excited about the uh, prospect of the quality of this harvest.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, and last one from Wine Portfolio is, as a family-owned winery, does, the, does that add pressure to your business?
1: I really uh, don't feel any pressure in our business. Uh, uh, Mike uh, uh, achieved greatness uh, not only as a winemaker, he's an incredibly successful businessman, so he never took loan. So we are 100% estate, meaning we, have, we own 366 acres. Uh, We don't buy grapes. Uh, Everything is free of charge. He always paid it with cash, so there's no debt. So we are financially very stable, which is a very nice place to be. Uh, We have a reputation. So my role here is just to to increase quality by paying attention to every single detail. Uh, So uh, my... The first eight, nine, ten hours, whatever I spend here, is relaxation and fun. When I go home, and then I have to uh, help my wife to take care of six kids. that's stress, but uh, work is easy.
0: Just six? That's it?
1: That's it, Vietnam. Don't try.
0: <laughs> okay, so I've got another couple of tweety questions here for you, uh, from Hermanus, South Africa, from Seven Springs Wine, excellent wine company, by the way, a new vintner that I've had on the show before uh uh-huh. tim pearson a great great uh great wines um he asks he first says hi evo and he says hope you're well his question is what has been the biggest challenge to you growing vines biodynamically
1: very interesting question uh i really it's so thrilling uh and this is uh it's very hard to explain uh, there is intangible gains when you do binary farming uh, it, it feels good uh, you are there's inner satisfaction you don't need uh, anybody to give you high score to, to uh, boost your ego uh, you are so happy that what you're doing confident sure. that uh, the health of your uh, soil and plants gives you immense satisfaction so i uh, i really Cannot tell you that, I, I cannot tell you that there's any challenges. Yes, uh, do we have mildew here and there in uh, Carneros? Uh, yeah, of course we do. We deal with it. Uh, certainly when you're growing grapes bionomically and organically, it's uh, harder to, uh, to, uh, to take care of mildew maybe uh, than uh, using systemics, but systemics uh, obviously weaken immune system, and that's why you have to replant vineyards in Napa every 16 to 20 years if you are a chemical farmer and versus our vineyards uh, uh, last longer. uh, Cabernet vineyard is 51 years old. Uh, This one, probably one of the oldest producing Cabernet vineyards in Napa. Our oldest uh, vineyard is uh, Zinfandel, uh, 110 years old. So this is why we do bionomics. We want to preserve these old vineyards, and we believe uh, without chemicals we have best chance to have healthy soil and uh, healthy plants. So to sum it up, I... I can only tell you about joys and, and, and the enjoyment of organic farming. I don't find anything stressful about it.
0: Great. No, that, that, that's excellent. Um, the next one is from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, it's tweeted mm-hmm. from Wine Pleasures. It says, here's uh-huh. one for the show. Does biodynamic mean better wine for the consumers? If uh-huh. so, in what ways? Well, I guess you just kind of explained that in essence.
1: I can, uh, this is an excellent question. Uh, just because you grow grapes bionomically, that doesn't guarantee quality. There's a potential right. there. And I would never say that because we are bionomic, we, we make better wine than our neighbor who's conventional. Absolutely not. It's, not. it's not about that. First of all, better wine. What's better wine? Better for who? Uh, it's a very hard to put that. You're going to stick a probe in your wine and uh, some kind of results pop. But I can tell you that uh, by doing bionomic farming, uh, you have a chance to express terroir. If you are a chemical farmer and your soil is dead, sterile basically, there's no terroir. So I can only guarantee you that our wines will have uniqueness and sense of place. And uh, for me, that's, that's beautiful. So that's what we are looking. We are not looking to be better than our neighbors.
0: Right, I see. No, no. And, you know, I have to tell you, I have found that to be the general consensus when I've mm-hmm. been to Napa that, you know, it's a, um, a community that everyone is out for the best of everyone. No one is mm-hmm. trying Correct. to outdo, yeah. no one has yeah. the ego of we're better than, um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing, I have to tell you. It's a, it's a great community. Um, yeah. The next one, interestingly enough, you're going to like this, Evo. This one is mm-hmm. from Zagreb, Croatia. Oh, Yeah. Uh, the general, and the, and the person's, uh, let's see, it's Vinoteca, HR.
1: Vinoteca, yeah.
0: Right. yeah there you go. Uh, his question for you is interesting. It says, "Evo, <laughs> something we ask all winemakers, what is wine for you? What does it mean for you? That's his question.
1: It is immense source of pleasure, enjoyment, uh, uh, strivings. Uh, I always thought I had a little artsy uh, part in me. Through mm-hmm. growing grapes, more than making wine, uh, in the United States, wine making is, is grossly exaggerated importance yes. of wine maker, but the, the growing grapes uh, gives me immense pleasure. It's a lifestyle. It uh, keeps me sharp, uh, keeps me highly enthused about my, my work, so I cannot imagine any more pleasurable uh, profession than, than growing grapes and making wine.
0: I love hearing that. That is great news. I, I have a call for you, so you want to take a call. Let's see uh, who we've got here. Hi, Carla. Where's your name and where are you from? How are you doing,
1: This is Javier Cayos from California.
0: Oh, how are you, Javier? Great to hear your voice. Hello. What would you like to ask Evo tonight?
1: Yes, I'd love to ask him how he's dealing. Uh, I know he's, he loves the, the vines and all that, but how he's dealing with the weather. Uh, and the fruit. We, uh, with the the, the mm-hmm. weather in California right now is one one day super hot. The next week is cold. It's how you deal with that fruit. Uh, that's a uh, excellent question, and uh, we kind of touched uh, upon that a, a few minutes a ago. But I will say that uh, yeah, this is the weirdest year. This is my twenty fifth harvest uh, uh, from uh, being a. Uh, coldest uh, spring and summer to huge heat spike, a great burn, and then cold again, and then now last five, six days, onslaught of heat. But that's Mm mother nature. That's nature. Uh, And uh, one reason we do biodynamic farming is uh, grapes are much more resistant to these changes. uh, When you don't use fertilizers and you don't uh, overwater, your roots are deep down. So plant plant can cope with all this. Uh, If you imagine If uh, I'm not sure where you're from, but uh, uh, I'm from Croatia. If you throw me in Sahara, I'll probably die first day. Yet people live there, Bedouins. So it's up to us to allow plant to adapt. So plant can uh, these grapevines can adapt. When you baby them too much, you give them everything. They are not just like humans uh, or kids, and uh, so. I never, I'm never afraid of, of what nature throws at us, and sometimes, so obviously, there will be some damage, like sunburn. But overall, you make always interesting wine, and so this year I, I will have huge personalities. So I'm really excited about the uh, possibilities for this year. Perfect. Perfect. I appreciate Thank so it. Thanks for a call. Always a pleasure to call you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you
0: again, Javier. Have a great evening. Take care.
1: You too. Bye bye.
0: So I have a few more questions here. Let's see. I have from, uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area. This is also tweeted from H. Creamer. Uh, he says, Hi, I want to know how the cool summer has affected their harvest this year, and if so, to what extent. I think he kind of went over that just mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm going to go over to some email questions that have been coming in like wildfire. Okay, so All this right. one is from, uh, Aloj424 from Belgrade, Serbia.
1: Uh-huh. I think
0: I pronounced, did I pronounce that right? Aloj? Aloha, which, Shirov, was
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, it says, Stu, this is the first time I'm listening, I like your show. Evo. my question is, did you ever think of coming back to Croatia to make wine? I also want to say that your uncle must have... I'm going to try to say this in, in, in Serbian, I hope I, I get this right. But he said, your uncle must have been a, uh, a bistar učitelj. Uh, uc-
1: uc- bistar učitelj U- means wise teacher. Yes. Wise teacher. Uh, yes, he's a very wise teacher. Uh, as far as uh, going back to Croatia, we did open winery there in '96 uh, 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 on a uh, peninsula called Pelješac, where the best uh, Croatian red wine is grown, uh, red grapes and, and, uh, uh, and best red wine produced, mm-hmm. called uh, Plavac Mali so i actually i spent there uh, uh, six six weeks in 96 starting for a vintage so we have small production there i go there once uh, once a once a year so that's already in place uh, uh, do i look to uh, to go back and live there absolutely not i love it, love it here in california i'm Ameri- married for an american uh, woman jennifer it's six yeah. kids so i love it here i would uh, this is uh, paradise for me
0: Excellent. In fact, the interesting thing was I had Sylvia from the chat room who just asked the question, "Evo, are you going to visit Croatia soon? <laughs> right as you were saying that, she, she chimed in. So uh, great. So Sylvia, Sylvia, I think hopefully I've, got, I've pronounced your name right because I think, it, I think it's Sylvia. But anyway, uh, I think he answered your question about that. And any other questions from the chat room? Of course, anyone in the chat room, please dive in, ask questions. You know how that works. I'm happy to ask them. Of Evo in addition to that of course I'm going to be asking all the questions from that have been emailed in uh, you had some tweeted questions here of course people calling in so it's a it's a big night here I'm glad we were able to get uh, I'm glad we get get the technical difficulties out of the way uh, the next one is a uh, email question from Niklos wine guy from Budapest Hungary mm-hmm. they're coming in from everywhere I tell you, Evo. It says, uh, Stu, my friends and I listen to your show each week and have questions, so here is one for Evo: Is Napa soil more nutrient-enriched than any other soils you work with? Thank you from Hungary.
1: I, uh, as I said before, I uh, did a little farming for my father early on. I didn't care, so I was totally different, and that, uh, that land uh, in, in my hometown was perfectly suited for vegetables. Uh, it Grapes were very poor quality, was not suited for grapes. Uh, land in Napa is incredibly diverse. Uh, when you go in Burgundy or, or France anywhere, they talk about there are and differences in soil. I believe there is uh, uh, soil in California, Napa Sonoma is more, most, more diverse than ever, anywhere. We have these uh, Pacific tectonic plates, uh, rubbing uh, with continental plates, earthquakes, uh, volcanoes last uh, millions of years. So very diverse soil, uh, which is always uh, what you're looking for, and unbeatable climate. So overall, I would say uh, the soil in Napa, there's a bit more nutrients because some of these lands were never cultivated. For example, in '96, uh, we bought 200 acres in South Napa next to Carneros. Uh, and it was pasture, not even orchard before. So when we ripped the soil, it was the first time ever that soil was ripped and it uh, was virgin soil. So obviously uh, nutrients were there. And versus in France or Europe, there's a two, 3,000 years of continuous cultivation. In that sense, I believe we do have a bit more natural fertility here. Right.
0: I, and it's either way. And I, I, in my travels, um, I've kind of heard that, that, because of the variety of different terroir um, mm-hmm. within within California itself, um, it, it really lends itself to being able to make many different types of wines, as yep. opposed to certain areas like if you'll give you know, you, uh, you know like um, Willamette Valley, which tends to be much better at making uh, Pinot Blanc or or mm-hmm. uh, Pinot Noir, uh, mm-hmm. and then um, you know and. Obviously, the Bordeaux region is for certain types of wines and, and certain types of varietals. So, um, you know, that is definitely something that I, I've, I've noticed that I've heard, uh, you know, time and time again. Uh, let's see. We also have here, let's see, some, oh, I, was gonna, I wanted to ask actually another question. And then I wanted to find out, are there any uh, upcoming events at the vineyard or news about your wine you want, you know, you want to let the listeners know about, you want to impart to them?
1: Oh boy, we always do something. But my, my main focus uh, right now is uh, uh, harvest, uh, and I do travel here and there. So I, uh, but they basically they tell me you have to go down L.A. that we have dinner uh, with winemaker, stuff like that. So, so I right. don't pay really close attention to events. Uh, uh, there's always something going on at the winery tasting room. Uh, we have uh, great tours. Uh, right. Dynamic tours. Uh, at, at the moment, uh, uh, if you come to the winery, we have a uh, uh, stomping of grapes every day, so it's kind of fun. Uh, we have a big barrel and we put Cabernet grapes, and people stomp it and have lots of fun. So, I have to tell something. you, I've done that yeah.
0: myself, yeah. and I, I have pictures to prove it. Of which, maybe, uh, okay. maybe I'm brave enough. <laughs> I'll put it up on yeah. my website for everybody to look at. It's you know, it's a lot of fun. It is because you know what, it's not really done. Is you know, it's not the process anymore. But uh, yeah. it's nice to kind of see. It's nice to kind of get the 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 feel for the old world of mm-hmm. you know how they made how, how they made wine years and years ago. Okay, so uh, it kind of brings me a little bit towards one of my traditional my new tradition, and that is I if you'll listen to my show, Evo, you'll hear that mm-hmm. every show is unique. I don't ask the same questions twice of any of my guests, and I pride myself mm-hmm. on that. However, I've started a new tradition, and so um and this 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 is the one question uh that I'm going to ask of all my guests. So you ready? Yes, okay. You can have any wine you want evo, and I mean you, you know that's a statement more than a question. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a wine you've either had that you thought after drinking it it knocked your sauce off. It was the best wine you ever tasted. It can be any wine at any time or mm-hmm. a wine you want to try. That you're seeking out, you know, one that you, maybe a collector's item, something that you know you've heard about. That you said, you know what? I, I've heard that's incredible. I haven't tasted it before, but I definitely want to try it. So either one, it's up to you, whichever you prefer, or both if you want.
1: I would not say that uh, that I have one single wine that uh, uh, shook me and uh, that uh, I thought uh, was the most incredible wine in the world. But I have a whole bunch that I, uh, I loved. Uh, I love uh, uh, Domaine main uh, Lafon from Burgundy. I like Burgundian philosophy. I like mm-hmm. how they make wines, and I like the style. Is there more a year than, than Bordeaux. Bordeaux? Uh, it would uh, any vintage. So I, again, I don't have particular wine and vintage. But uh, okay. uh, Burgundian uh, Chardonnays and Pinots uh, I, I love. Uh, So, I cannot give you specific uh, uh, vintage wine, uh, but more like regions, so I'm really, I like uh, that. uh, A grower, uh, the winemaker, recently deceased, uh, Didier uh, Dagano if I pronounce, uh, my French is pretty poor, Uh, he's uh, from uh, Puy, um, used to make a great Sauvignon Blanc, unfortunately died in a a plane crash in uh, 2008. So ah. I loved his souvenir Blancs. Uh, very memorable uh, uh, Chalet de Cam with Saturn. Uh, I believe it was vintage '76. Uh, it was an incredible wine. Um, I didn't think before that that uh, dessert wine can be made so beautifully. That uh, there's a yes. sugar in it, but you don't feel it. So, right. Just uh, locally, Napa Valley. I respect David Ramey. He's a good friend, uh, excellent winemaker. Um, not a big fan of uh, modern uh, Napa Valley Cabernet and Chardonnays with high alcohol, high extract. Uh, uh, our style here is elegant, so that's what uh, I look in wines. Elegance, finesse, yeah. overpower.
0: And, and none that you're seeking out, per se? I mean, like, in other words, as a collector, something that you say, you know, I... I've Everyone's told me the 49 or the 68 or whatever it may be, uh, Inglenook was great, you know, or something like that. Is there anyone that you're, you know, you're saying to yourself, you know, geez, I really would like to have that or try that because I've heard, haven't tried, but heard. And if I get a chance to try that or someone has it, I would love to, is there anyone out there that you think that would be one I'd like to have?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can really not commit, and I'm not big into all uh, vintages. Uh, I'm not big into collecting wines. My my okay. is very small, and because I I drink profusely <laughs> with my friends, and uh, it's, oh, uh, I remember a few few years ago I had the chance to to an honor to meet uh, uh, Monsieur de Devillain, uh, the owner of of the uh, Conti. Oh, yes. he was pretty upset uh, how his wines are being traded like uh, like uh, uh, stocks. Uh, so all yes. most winemakers we make wine to be enjoyed with friends. Uh, the wine is not meant to be traded uh, and stored and never consumed. So that's what I so do. I, I never really yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna. I, I, well, I have uh, another question from. I, hopefully, Sylvia, you'll tell me. Uh, hopefully, I'm not butchering your name. It looks like Sylvia, but I could be wrong. She says she has a couple questions from the chat room, and one is, um, uh, Are you interested in teaching others about biodynamics? There are some winemakers in Croatia who got got to do that, and um, from the start. So, is that something that you're interested in doing? And then her other question is, Are you familiar with Movia wine from Slovenia. Uh also yes. mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't think I'm pronouncing it B I O D.
1: B I O D. yeah.
0: B I O D. Yes. Like like it, it's, I'm sorry is it B B like boy B-I-O-D.
1: B- oh,
0: okay. so, I O D. B Okay. Berdo, Okay. Okay. Uh, she asking, so, uh, Mobia from Slovenia yes, and
1: I met Alish, uh, uh, the winemaker and owner of Movia. Uh He was here maybe ten years ago, so uh, it's a friend of mine. Uh, he's a biodynamic grower, incredible, wise uh, winemaker, uh, incredible winemaker. I am proud to call him my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, first question about dynamics and teaching. Yes, uh, we would. Some people believe that uh, we have quote unquote some kind of edge because very few people do it here in Napa. Uh, we don't see it that way uh, if anybody comes to us we freely offer advice, device our equipment and teach them uh, because uh, you have to obviously know what you're doing uh, early on you need uh, some advice you cannot just uh, read a couple of articles and start so if we have our way we would love that whole napa is turned dynamic because there will be help for all of us so we are always uh, more than willing to help and convert people to dynamics. We do some seminars. Uh, always there's something going on. It, it, it's not just me. There's uh, uh, David Boss, who's a vineyard manager, who's a dedicated dynamic grower, and uh, uh, Joy Brinkley, who's a specialist in bionomics uh, for our vineyard. He makes all preparations, so we are very active and uh, more than willing to teach whoever wants to be taught. But on their own, we, we don't go out there and promote and try to convert people. Uh, they have to come to us. On their own free will. We don't try to force anybody into dynamic.
0: Right, and and it's a state grown. That's the other thing I wanted to say. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. I know that you guys had changed the name, um, yes. a couple of years back. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Does is Mike around? You know, a lot. Um, do you talk with him a lot?
1: he was here a couple hours ago he's 87 incredible uh mind still very sharp uh
0: yes, good I heard. health
1: uh it's uh the the lust for life uh, for winemaking is still there i hope uh, that i live that long and i hope that i have his energy and uh, and and love for 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 life uh he's very involved uh, uh Mike has one daughter, Violet, and between two of us, right. we share responsibilities of managing wine daily. Uh, I'm mostly involved with uh, grape growing and wine making, and Violet with uh, uh, sales and promotion. Uh, but Mike is our mentor. Uh, I talk to him every night. I call him around nine o'clock when I put kids to sleep. Uh, we have long chats. He's vitally interested uh, uh, what's going on. Uh, he's offering advices. Uh, until 2 years ago everything was going automatically in terms of sales last couple of years needless to say with this kind of uh, dramatic crisis uh, it's much harder to sell wine so we kind of turned toward mike for guidance because this is the first crisis of my mine and violet's career in terms of sales right and uh, so he mike almost like i felt like uh, he he was happy that there's a crisis because uh, obviously before he parts away. Uh, he would like us to experience crisis and learn something from crisis. So he's a very valuable source uh, and, uh, to, to, to gain knowledge and a great teacher, as one uh, caller uh, asked the question. So, yes, uh, to sum it up, uh, I uh, am in uh, contact with Mike daily and uh, trying to extract every bit of information from him while he's still around.
0: I have to say... Uh, in, in just what you just mentioned in far, as far as uh, wanting you to experience the crisis concept I, that 's amazing I have to tell you because you know if you think about it, most winemakers and vineyards uh, you know i, I won 't say panic but certainly uh, you know stop for a second and pause and you know, collect their thoughts as far as you know, when you get into a situation like this and um, you know, it's, it's, it's rare that you have someone with that knowledge base and that information for a span of that many years uh, in the business, of course, who's still every day doing something and still every day yeah. contributing. And it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing that the, the thought is, hey, I, I'm glad because I want you to learn something from this because I, I've always mm-hmm. been of the belief that there's a lesson in everything. You know, yeah. you just have to look for it. There's always a lesson there to find, Um, and and I found that there are some really good winemakers who have echoed that thought and that concept. Mm -hmm. That in the worst of times, when they've had you know or, or you know if they've been around long enough, in the worst of times, they have learned so much more. Then the times where things were, you know, working automatically and going well, and 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 sales were going up and up and up and up and up and up. Um, that's very true. Because the tend- yeah. They said wh- what I had heard was the tendency is to kind of fall back a little bit and, you know, and rest on your laurels and say, okay, yeah. yeah, see what I'm capable of doing. Whereas when you know the times are tough, you have to you have to scramble and you have to yeah. you have to hustle, you know, and you have yeah. to really really learn. So that's great. That is fantastic. Uh, that's and, and that's something that I think. Everybody can take a page from the, the Mike Gergich book, a chapter from the book of learning how to, uh, you know, one, create wine, but more so how to learn how to survive in the business world, uh, just in general. From, and it yes. doesn't have to be the wine business, you know, it, just, uh, it yeah. could be any business. So I, I want to say, you know, we only had a couple minutes left here. I wanted mm-hmm. to first thank you, um, you know, um, because I think it's a, tr- a tremendous thing that you've come on, and uh, I- I've learned a lot. I know my listeners have learned a lot. Uh, you know, I want you to know that there were, you know, a ton of tweeted questions and a ton of email questions, of which I will get back to everybody and let them know the information and all. Uh, so you know, you definitely come. Your reputation precedes you, and uh, and and I'd like to have you on again uh, at some point in time. I I'd, I'd, I'd really like because there's so many more questions I have. Um, so you know. Well, you know, we'll talk and we'll work that out. Um, Sylvia here says that she <laughs> she would love to someday meet you. I guess because uh, you know, I guess she's working out to come to the, the to the uh, to the winery. So I'm you know I'm sure she can do that. And I'm saying it aloud here on the show, so hopefully she's listening and she'll know to just go there and and and, uh, and maybe say hi to you at some point in time.
1: That's um, good.
0: I, I, again, that's really the show for tonight. I, again, I want to thank everyone that listened in, that called in, that emailed in, that tweeted all their questions. I want to especially thank you, Evo Germaz, for coming on and telling us about the amazing Gergich Hill Hills Estates wines and your history with them, uh, as well as uh, about Mike. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, everyone listening worldwide about the show or about uh, Evo, you can go to my website as well, www.studentwineguru.com. You can also go to gurgich.com as well uh, to find out more about Evo, find out more about everything that uh, Gurgich Hills is doing. Um, and uh, if you want, you can Twitter, go on Twitter and tweet me any questions after the show, uh, anything that was missed. Um, and that's basically it. So I want to thank you again, Evo. I'll have you on the show again. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck with everything, with harvest and everything, and crushing and everything else going on there at Gergich Hills Estates.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, It was a pleasure to be on your show. And uh, please call me anytime you need me.
0: My pleasure as well. Have a great evening and a great day. Take care.
1: Thank you. Bye
0: bye. Bye, Ivo. So that's it for the show, everybody. Uh, you can, Like I mentioned, you can go to the website as well, www.stewthewineguru.com. Click on the link for all my wine articles, videos, and listen to archived wine talk shows. And I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time to sue the wine guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. Now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to...